Let's start this bout, boy. Infamous countdown. Three, two, one, yada, yada. What the fuck is up, everybody? Welcome to the Great Girth Podcast. I am one half of your favorite fat duo. That is me, Tony, with my other half, Mr. Austin Rawlison. Joining us again, loyal friend, fan of the podcast, podcast host himself. That is right. The bear of Texas himself, Alex Alcazaz here. Thank you, sir, for joining us. Thanks for the invite, guys. Always a pleasure. Austin, you just got off of work, right? That would be a yes. <laughs> He's muted. He's but on mute, yeah. There. there yeah, he is. 100%. Just got off work. No, you're fine. And I'm scarred for life. Why? What happened? I walked a fucking... I had to watch freaking a bunch of faggots making pornographic films in the Senate. Oh, boy. I had to watch it, too. Here's the thing. The link I sent you guys, I didn't know that it actually shows, like, a cr- an edited version of it. Like, I didn't want to see the fucking, but the link I sent you guys, it very much shows some of it. Like, it's again, it's censored, but you see it, and you're like, oh, that's not what I needed. But, yes, if you guys didn't know this, there is a – it's a Senate staffer and somebody else. Ironically, we don't know the identities of either. Shocking, right? And apparently these two were filming an amateur pornography inside of... Oh, no, of- no, no. We know what staffer it was. We even know what um, congressman he was a staffer for. What the fuck? Really? I must have said... I must not have read the whole thing. <laughs> okay, well, who the fuck is the congressman? That's what I want to know. It is... I have that written down. Oh. Hold on. I got it on my phone, so I can pull that shit up. But I was just like, oh, dude... Fucking gross. Unprofessional, unsanitary, and well, then they unnecessary, why, really. Well, they wonder why we bitch about what's going on in the White House. Like, you know, <laughs> I mean, from that little bag, of, from that what, that little bag of cocaine. Yeah, I was gonna say that never. For <laughs> that time, uh, what was it? Uh, earlier this year, when when that freak uh, went topless in front of the White House in, in a viral uh, TikTok video. Would you guys? Oh yeah, yeah, that tranny. So fucking. <laughs> I thought it was a chick. That's how well done the job was. I was like, is that a chick just like randomly showing titty on you know the lawn out there? And apparently, it, yeah, it's a trans woman, and that's that's the new America. Like that's the new brave. But fucking. Yeah, what, it's not, Congressman have, Ben Cardin. Who the fuck is that? That tells you how much I know about politics. <laughs> so, what, uh, do Austin answer this for me because you're smarter than I am? Is this someone that we would like? No, Ben Cardin's, no. uh, uh, like 70 year old, uh, senator from Maryland. Oh, a, a senior, a senior citizen. Wait, was a senior citizen pounding out one of his staffers? No, 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 no. These are, this is a staffer for the senator and okay. uh, some, and I think probably his boyfriend or whatever. Yeah, and they thought, <laughs> well, did you read the article where it was saying that they got caught and it, it was shared to a group for gay men in politics on like X or whatever or Twitter? Oh, no. And, that part is interesting. Yeah. 
Well, I read it in Daily Caller, so take what you will with that information. But supposedly, uh, it was a, either yeah, it's a Twitter men's group. It was for gay men in politics. It was a private group, and somehow, yeah, basically they're like, hey, let's go fuck in this room, and then we'll put it on the internet. Like, there's no way anyone's gonna piece it together. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, it's on the internet now. It's not going away. Oh yeah, dude, and I can guarantee you that. Well, no, if you're on, if you're on that side, I I think then it will go away. That, yeah, I was gonna say. I yeah, I'm, I, 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 yeah. Obviously, if if you lean on, lean on that particular uh, treacherous side, obviously it's gonna go away. Oh yeah, if I've learned the hard way, man, that crime doesn't pay unless you're a Democrat. Oh, ain't that I've, ain't that the truth? And Republicans aren't innocent either, dude. There's been some no. shady shit Republicans have done, but. How is it that the Republicans are the ones that get punished? You hear about that more than you do about Democrats. Mm-hmm. I can really only name one time a Democrat was ever, like, shunned, and that was Bill Clinton, which <laughs> rightfully so. I mean, I don't give a shit about presidents banging prostitutes and shit. That doesn't really concern me. But when it's in the office on work hours— <laughs> I mean, on the fucking, and it's one of his, what was she like? Monica Lewinsky was like an intern or some shit at the time. Yeah. But <laughs> it doesn't matter. But I mean, at the end of the day, uh, our greatest president, JFK, uh, obviously that whole story with the affair with Marilyn Monroe. That's true. That's true. But like some JFK. people say, well, JFK, of course, you know, you know, come, came from money, came from power. But still. I always wonder if he, because uh, they say he had connections to the mafia, like, Supposedly that he was doing some dirty shit with him. Well, that because his brothers, of course, were fighting a war against the mafia in, in the courts. Yeah. I mean, make no mistake about it. I mean, some people can, you know, compare the Kennedys, you know, to the Von Erichs, how they just, how one tragically died after the other. Yep. Exactly. Except, except for the Kennedys, it's no coincidence, is it? We know what's going on. Oh, yeah, I'm a firm believer I mean, that Marilyn... We all remember how JFK in that first inaugural debate with with Richard Nixon, he mentions Jimmy Hoffa, something with with the union, and Jimmy Hoffa, you know, eventually disappeared, right? And never found. Yep. But and some that, say it's the mafia that's behind the Kennedy assassination, but I kind of I kind of believe it was the CIA. But whether whatever the case is, it's an inside job, or at least the CIA was involved. Maybe allowed oh, the I, mafia to do it. I mean, who knows? We'll never I know. Fully, I fully believe the CIA had something to do with it. Just because, dude, I've been reading so much shit. If you ever get a chance, I can't remember who wrote this book, but it's a book called Project Chaos. It's about a lot of the shady shit the CIA did in the 60s and how right. it, how basically the CIA could be responsible for the creation of Marilyn Manson and like a lot of other stuff. Oh, yeah. Some yeah it's I mean, actually a, lot of, a lot of the creations like, like, you know, a lot of the terrorist organizations, of course. Yep. Things I mean, like that. at the end of the day, you know, I don't. I never rule out the possibility that Lyndon Baines Johnson had something to do with the, with the assassination of Kennedy, because we all know how horrible LBJ was as president. According, to, I mean, I believe Jesse Ventura said because Kennedy wanted to end the war, while others wanted the war to go on because of profit reasons and God knows what else. Oh yeah, and it's no secret Kennedy was deliberately taken out, and from what I see, Oswald was merely a pawn that was merely used. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we yeah. all know. Hey, could Oswald? I mean, Oswald. I mean, he was a Marine. I don't know exactly how great his marksmanship skills were, but obviously, I we, we all know. Yeah, Oswald 
couldn't have done it by himself, not on his own. He probably, I mean, some say he couldn't even make this shot. Some say he didn't. There's always that, there's that theory about the, um, the umbrella man, that umbrella that shot a dart. You know, we, we, we've all heard all these theories about the Kennedy assassination, but what we know is it was, in fact, an inside job. I mean, I firmly Castro, believe it. Um, Castro and Cuba had nothing to do with it because if he, if they did, Cuba wouldn't even exist today. I do also believe that Marilyn Monroe knew too much and that she was silenced for that, whether it had to do with the Kennedy. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, Marilyn again, Monroe was a... Marilyn Monroe was a communist spy and the CIA killed her. And good for the CIA. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I mean, again, I mean, we're never we're never going to be told the truth. I mean, do, do you really trust our shitty government to actually tell us what happened? No. I mean, we'll what, whether we have a left wing or right wing government, we're never going to be told the truth. Because if we knew, we would go crazy. Yeah. Or that's well, part of it. I mean, I'm sure there's many reasons why we don't know everything, but. Except we're all, as we're much all right side, crazy. Well, as much as I love my country, I fucking don't trust the government. I've never really trusted the government. I guess it depends on the individual, because there are some people that have had my attention. Oh, yeah. Then there's some that don't. You know, like, I was a big Trump supporter, and then pretty much right around the time COVID came out, (laughs) or let me say that around we're just constantly talking about him. I started to like dislike him just because he came with a lot of baggage. And then I hear more and more about him. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm sure he was a shit bag. I mean, I didn't vote for him to fucking worry about foreign affairs and shit. Well, I mean, let me rephrase that. I did vote for him to worry about foreign affairs. I did not vote for him to worry about what he said on Twitter. Right. But again, there's a lot of baggage that comes with it. So, I mean, yeah, he had my attention. But, you know, you read all this stuff about people and you're like, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're all shady. It's only a big deal when they get caught. You know, I mean, politics. There's no such thing as a president that had never done something shady in his life. You know, when I was a kid, my dad used to always say to me, no president has ever told the truth since Truman. Which (laughs) is fucking funny when you think about it, but. I would have said since Lincoln, maybe. Or maybe, or yeah, at least since Lincoln. Hey, you know what? I don't mean to switch gears, but because we mentioned Lincoln, I had something I wanted to share on the show. It's politics. We're still talking politics, so it fits. But it's more of a hot take. It's super controversial. So you guys ready for this? How do you think black people would feel if I spoke to them the way they spoke to white people? Do you think it would get pretty heated? <laughs> it's honest. It's serious so question. I, say, I guess it depends on what you say. Well... All right, here's an example. This is what made me think of it. I'm going to just fucking tell the whole story. I was walking to a gas station during my work time, and, you know, I I overhear someone, older black lady. Well, not really older. She's probably like 30 or 40, somewhere around there. And she is getting into it with a guy that I guess she asked him for some money, and he was like, can't help you. And she just white boy this, white boy that. And, you know, oh, it, it made me wonder, like, how fucking ironic, at least, like, how bad would it be if I spoke to black people the way they speak to white people? Like, I wonder how that would make them feel. Because the point I'm getting at is 
there seems to be a common exception exception that it's okay to badmouth white people. Doesn't matter if you're black or not, it could be any race. There's this idea that it's okay to be basically flat out racist towards white people. And it goes to show what I've said before racism, hate, evil has no skin color, has no gender, no religion, no race. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, two wrongs doesn't make a right. But the yeah, the point is, I mean, yeah, exactly. If it was the other way around, well, obviously one particular side will lose their freaking mind, right? Because I've been in this situation, like some people some try like, especially in Los Angeles, a homeless person trying to ask you for money. You just don't say anything like that, and yeah. So if you say, I mean, yeah, I mean, the point is, yeah, I mean, because some, some, sometimes you know, in, in the restaurant world, we, we've seen things like this. So. Oh yeah, I'm sure Austin has plenty of racist stories. Right, but but yeah, I mean, I mean, if it was the other way around, yeah, obviously social media would have blown up. Oh yeah, like I can guarantee when I post this video, we're gonna have someone that has words for us because. That's the, the unwritten rule is you can't, you're not allowed to speak your mind. You're not allowed to have an opinion about black people and you're not allowed to have an opinion about trans or LGBT or whatever is now the new norm. You're not allowed to speak about it. I mean, they say you can, but then you get called bigoted because you disagree or whatever. So it's, it's kind of like a, it's a catch. I could, I could care less what you identify as, but right. if you treat me with respect, I'll treat you with respect. Exactly. At the end of the day, you, for you know, it's about you know respect, being being respectful. It's like yeah. I said, you know, last episode. I don't care what side you are, but if you're gonna shove your views down my throat, well, if you want to play that game, well, tell you what, you're not gonna win. Exactly. Here's the deal: I will not be silent. I will not be muzzled. I don't give a damn. Which is the best way to go, dude? Because if you start, if you start limiting yourself and you know, sugarcoating it and censoring yourself, you're really just kind of, you're kind of taking advantage of your potential. You're not, you're kind of hiding yourself from being able to show who you really can be, how firm you can be in your belief. You're essentially just being a bitch when you decide to sit. And I will say, I don't care who gets offended by it because I know people that speak their minds until they come across one thing and they're too worried to talk about it. I get it. Some things don't belong on the internet. Regardless, I've always thought that if you're going to back down, then you might as well not say anything further. Because in my opinion, there is no such thing as saying too much or, you know what I mean? In terms of, um, in terms of hate speech. Yeah. I fucking hate that we actually call it that, but in terms of that, yeah, I do firmly believe that if you're not going to speak up to the fullest extent that you can, don't talk at all because the problem I have with conservatives, even though I am a conservative, the biggest problem I have with conservatives is they bitch and they moan, but they don't do anything about it. That's right. why like the Bud Light boycott was a good idea because they actually stuck to their guns. But you know, when they start bitching about something, I'm like, I don't really want to hear it because I know nothing's going to get done. Right. Not to mention the other side's just going to get fucking praised. I mean, did you guys hear about all the most recent shit that's happened with the White House? Like the, what else? Uh, the the tap dancing trannies, and then I guess like the there was something about some satanic fucking statues, or I'll, I'd have to find the actual article. But apparently, it's been a few days, quite a few days for the left. This what we just talked about with the dude having sex. That's 
That's one of many things. However, most people don't hear about it because, again, crime doesn't pay unless you're a Democrat. Mm-hmm. Austin. 316. <laughs> I'm trying to eat. <laughs> well, you know, based on the subject, like you mentioned about like that, well, obviously this brings up the next thing about LeBron James because yes. – as of the stunt that he pulled a few days ago, I will never root for LeBron James ever again. And some would say, well, why, why are you still rooting for him anyway? But I don't know why, but based on the last stunt, that's it. The, that freak had the temerity at that USC game where his son was playing to sit during the national anthem. Oh, I know, dude. Disgusting. Austin, did you, did you witness and not, that? And, not, and we're not talking about kneeling, like sitting down, and I think he was looking at his phone. Oh, yeah. I'm just not giving a fuck. Can you hear me now? This, what a disgusting human being who doesn't even like his own country. Yeah. You know what? You don't even like your country. Why don't you just get the hell out of it? Go live in China, LeBron, because you know what? That's obviously where you make your profits, right? Because let me say this. Number one, those shoes like that, the people making those shoes in China, yeah, I wonder how much they get paid, like, what, 10 cents an hour? And once they're of, use, they're of no use anymore, yeah, we all know what, what happens to them. But let me take right. it up a step further. This is something I would love to ask LeBron. Do you know how many black men and women have fought, have fought and died fighting for that flag and, and, and defending that anthem that you have disrespected? Yeah. So basically by doing that, he's also disrespected black men and women who have served and died for our country. What's the name of, is, of course, I'm, a, I'm a fascist, right? I'm a fascist just for saying that, right? I'm wrong. That's yeah, the internet. Mm. Austin, go ahead. I said, I think we should just deport him. Honestly, man, it wouldn't hurt. Because here's the thing. I tried to give LeBron the benefit of the doubt that everybody calls him the fucking greatest of all time. And, like, I'm not going to say that he's the <laughs> shit. Give me a break. He's right. nowhere near compared to Michael Jordan. He'll never, he's say, never on Michael, Michael Jordan's level. He never will be. Michael never. Jordan's the king. Well, no. Michael Jordan's the god. Any other player that people name, that no. be the king. If there's anybody well, close to Michael Jordan as far as being the goat, that would be the late Kobe Bryant. Well, LeBron, LeBron I tried. James. LeBron James is A, better than Kobe. B, LeBron <laughs> is the second greatest player of all time. Behind the greatest player of all time, Tim Mother Fucking Duncan. He didn't say Michael <laughs> Jordan, so I'm not. <laughs> and at the end of the day, you know, Austin you know, expressing his thoughts. No problem. Jordan's number four. What the fuck? It's Duncan, James, Bird, Michael. Dude, those are some fighting <laughs> words. But LeBron James. And Scottie Pippen on the same basketball team, and you got a, and you got a, and you've got a ten-year run where they're in the they're in the finals every year, and no one could beat them. Who was the NBA player that is known famously for not kneeling during the national anthem? I don't know his fucking name, but like Candace Owens had him on her show. Oh, and I guess uh, he, the dude from Turkey. He's well, from Turkey, right? Uh, yeah, he's he, well. I think I, I think uh, yeah. I don't know his name, but he wrote a book because of it. He got in a lot of trouble for 
Well, his, for name, following is, his name is Samuel Ennis Freedom. Right. I was going to say, that's the only fucking. That's the only basketball player. Ennis Cantor. He, 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 played, he formerly played for the Boston Celtics. Right. Yeah, I believe, that, I believe that's, that's the player I believe you, you, you may be talking about. Well, he's the only like, basketball player I can think of in the world that, well, in the United States, that got in trouble for following the rules. Because essentially that is like a written rule. Maybe it's not necessarily NBA's rule, but personally, dude, when I think of sports, I think All-American. So if I was a coach, you know damn well that I'm going to expect your ass to put your hand right here and be respectful. But he did just that, essentially, and still got in so much fucking trouble for it. That's the word. Yeah, it's several players. I think a, a former player, I, I believe, who played for the Miami Heat. This was back in 2020. Uh, Myers Leonard, I believe, maybe the one you were talking about. Is he or a, another player uh, who played for the Magic, uh, Jonathan Isaacs. That's the one. Uh, yeah. Jonathan Isaacs. Yeah, he wrote a book about it. And it was just insane to me that he got all this hate for doing essentially the right thing, business-wise, morally. Like, he just wanted to play basketball, really. Just, yeah, and he I understand. He what he loves best, play basketball. He got in trouble for it. Well, and, dude, of course, he got in trouble because he's showing some respect. Well, yeah, he loves his country, basically, and that's not a good thing. Like, well, today, I mean, to me it is, but that's the new norm that you're not a lot. Dude, I couldn't even tell you how fucked up it is. And all the jobs I've held throughout my life, there's been, like, bannings on having flags present, like American flags and shit. There's just, it's a shitty world we live in because of the fact that it's it's so upside down. It's disgusting. I mean... I think that's why you don't you know, see that, a that lot MLB of good player that was uh, released by the Blue Jays because of something he tweeted about his Christian faith. Oh yeah, of course. And I think there's several other, of course, that player uh, Trevor Bauer. That thing going on with him. Yeah. Falsely accused. Yeah, I mean, and I seriously hope he does sue the MLB. Right. Right. Well, that 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 whole um. Uh, the U.S. men's hockey team. They wanted them to wear all the all the gay pride garbage, and they all were like, "No, we're not doing it." And I then, they, that. then the NHL said, "Well, then fine, then you guys can play." And then they held a scrimmage and literally sold out the stadium. The first time a <laughs> hockey team probably ever sold a stadium out. Right, right. I remember seeing something about that because it has gotten. excuse me it has gotten out of control to the point that people's livelihoods they're being destroyed i mean you're not just having your job taken away you're having colleagues taken away from you family's probably looking at you differently which is so weird but it's, it's so bizarre that we almost have to hide right like like almost not like immigrants or anything like that, but essentially like an undocumented person. It's literally like hiding in a fucking closet, right. and you have to pay people to hide you. Like it, real dude. I don't give a fuck. This is a separate topic, but it's related to what we're talking about in terms of being proud of who you are, regardless of the situation. I don't give a shit what anyone says, dude. As a religious person, I do believe that there is 
a Christian per persecution, if you will. Maybe not necessarily that, but I do believe there is an agenda to fucking shit on Christian people and take everything away from them. The, this room that's tolerant, that preaches tolerance, that preaches love is love, unless you're a Christian or a family man, which is like the weirdest things. Again, those are some things you should be proud of. Yeah. Things you should really want, honestly. I mean, even if you don't want them, they're things that you should recognize as normal. Like, yeah, that's that's part of life. People do that shit. But instead, it's just like, oh, that's for rich, white, privileged people. And just all the negative shit about how beautiful something can be. We are in a society that isn't just godless. It's also fucking moralist, dude. The only moral they really have is love one of your own, which yeah. by definition is kind of racist. But again, we're we're talking about shit that everybody else is thinking and they don't want to say. I mean, it's kind of like that old saying, preaching to the choir. Right? I just find I it bizarre. This. We all, we all, all three of us, we, we've got each other's backs no matter what. Exactly. From, you know, ever since the moment that I've been appearing on this show and, you know, everything I do, I feel like we're, we're going to have each other's backs for the, for the rest of our lives. We're all in it together from now on. Oh, 100%, man. That's how it needs to be. Like, we need to, here's the thing, dude. We, it's not just us, too. There's a big majority, there's a vast freaking crowd out there of underground podcasters, artists, whatever you want to call it, that basically cannot operate within their creative freedom because right. they're led to believe that they'll be punished for it or silenced or whatever. And they're just literally floating around lost. And this is the perfect time to grab them up and be like, hey, not saying you need to join our side, but know that you're not the only one that thinks that that fucking shit is weird. You know, like... I always tell people, like, don't be afraid to say how you feel because I promise there's people out there that agree with you. We basically, we got to stand up to the tyranny that is trying to keep us down. 100%. Because they want to scare us with cancel culture, then we got to stand up and say we are not scared. Exactly. You will not it's... silence us. You will not muzzle us. You will not throw tyranny upon us. You will not take control of our lives. I will not do what you tell me to do. I will like I'm sure I've told this story, but I will never forget when I was Ubering, a woman told me to wear a mask and I said no. And then she has the temerity to say, Well, Biden says you have to. I'm like, I said, which I responded, Well, I don't give a shit what he says, he's not my boss. And you know what she says? She mm -hmm. says, Well, he's your president. I'm like, he's not my fucking president. Right. Isn't that what they said for four years? And then and, and then and then she says, Well, Kamala says you have to. Well, I don't give a shit what she said. Well, what's she gonna do if I don't wear a mask? Maybe go sit in the fucking blue chair, put me in timeout. Seriously, man. We dealt with a lot of that out here, too. Colorado was like a... I don't know how to explain it other than it was... It looked something like out of a post-apocalyptic film. Well, I will give Colorado and Jared Polo some credit. He was actually really good on code, but he opened up really quickly. I mean, when everybody's locking down, he locked down hard, but when it was pretty evident that lockdowns weren't working and masks suck... Um, they right. kind of really yank back really quick and open back up really fast. Colorado's one of the, with exception to buffets for some reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that was in Texas too. Yeah, well, that's because business owners chose not to put buffets back. 
Which yeah, yes, I me. Mean, if it's if it's their business, it's their decision. Which I guess you know it's their business. But at least you know the fact that in Texas, business owners, restaurant owners were basically given back the freedoms that were wrongly taken away from them. They could have their reopen their business. Mm-hmm. See, this this is where I I cause a lot of controversy because I said they had they never had no right to lock the whole to, to force those lockdowns. Never right. Because people who lost everything, okay. I bet I bet you the government has done nothing to take care of those people. No, that the lockdowns to me were a free trial of socialism. Yeah. That's if you just, want if you want to stay at home. If somebody wants to stay at home, that's their that's their that's their deal. Okay, right. But if I want to go, if I still want to go out there, go to work, do whatever, I should I shouldn't be told no. You're gonna stay at home. You're not gonna work. We don't care if you can't pay your bills. We don't care if you end up on the street. Here's yeah, you're question. right. Did you get forced to get the vaccine? Not forced, but I did. Okay. I did get the vaccine, and here's why. Because in January of last year, my younger brother was graduating from Marine Corps boot camp. I actually thought that if I was not vaccinated, I would not be allowed to enter the base. So basically, in my case, now some people will still laugh at me for this. I got the vaccine because I wanted to be assured that I was going to watch my brother graduate from Marine Corps boot camp. Well, it makes sense if you ask me. I mean, honestly, I only did it because I was firm on telling my job, fuck you. I already told my boss at the time, like, hey, you can take it and shove it if it's going to come to that. I'm letting you know right now I will leave. He was well aware of that, but then he countered it later on. And in the month, it was like October 1st, I think. He was like, hey, look, I know that you stand where you stand, but let's just say that this law is passed. And you have to get it to maintain employment. You need to remember that the day that they make it legal is the day you're going to have a hard time finding an appointment to get that shot because everybody's everybody's going to be lining up for it. He's like, you might want to consider that. Like you said, a free trial to socialism. Yeah, 100% what it was. because Basically, to make us feel like we were living in old school Soviet Union – or China, mm-hmm. or, you know, even a little glimpse of North Korea, or maybe even Cuba. Well, like I, said, I noticed a it. Free trial to pure evil socialism. Oh, dude, I noticed it the second they started talking about stimulus checks. Like, yeah, it was a great thing at first, but the more I thought about it, the more I was like, yeah. So my kids, they're gonna be paying for this. My grandkids are gonna be paying for this. Because what most people don't understand, and I always say this. If if you knew about money, if you knew about economics and finances and all that shit, if you actually knew that stuff, then you would not be a Democrat. You would not be a socialist. You really wouldn't even lean left. That's how dumb that whole concept is. Because, again, they don't understand how economics or any of that stuff works. But anyway, I don't even understand. Like, okay, so we get a stimulus check. Like the amount. I'm like, well, good for me. I got basically got enough to get groceries for maybe a week or two. Well, and I told the government to fuck them, dude. Like, basically, I took one of the checks they gave me, and I used it to pay on some taxes that I owed on. So, make them fuck. At the end of the day, you got nothing, dude. Exactly, because I've said this before on the show. I'm gonna say it again, dude, because it's one of my favorite things to say. Because it's a good question that nobody's really asking. Every time I hear the government says, we're in debt three-something trillion or seven trillion, dude, who the fuck is this we shit? 
You mean right? you're in debt. You guys. Yeah, not me. You. Not me, yeah. What that turns into is they're taking our money. To, yeah, dude, no money's right? fucking free, especially the money you earn. That's not yours. That's the government's. It's fucking. Well, not to mention that um, you got that money, but inflation this past two years has cost you. Damn, you just, you had yeah, me there. Yeah, Austin, you know, Austin cut off. Yeah, Should we call that a coincidence? Uh, was he deliberately cut off? Huh. Oh, here we go. Man, you, you had a good thing going, and then it just dropped yeah. off because you cut off. But that's all right. Well, while you're waiting to gather your thoughts or whatever you're doing, <laughs> basically Man, all— I, I got to ask you guys. Have you guys noticing I'm getting more and more courageous as far as not being afraid to talk? It's because you're becoming more open. And that's yeah, you see, yeah, because yeah, I mean, before that, I was like, I got, I should probably keep my mouth shut, but you know what? I don't care anymore. I'm, I'm not. Let my, me ask you this my, too. My parents could be mad at me. I could lose friends for this, but you know what? Again, I will not. I will no longer allow myself to be a political prisoner in a country that, in my own country, that I love so much. Well, when we started this podcast, I lost a lot of friends and family members. Like people just stopped talking to me, but. I gained an audience of people that wanted to have me on their show. And I never really like, I never thought about it, dude. Your, your podcast is the very first one I ever appeared on because again, I never understood why people wanted me on anyway. I didn't think I'd be interesting enough to be the person that gets interviewed or whatever, you know, but it actually, it, it made me notice something. Some of the people that I've been talking to, they've kind of figured out, I don't know how, or what they did, but they figured out how to branch out, how to be more than just what they were portraying themselves as. So less gimmicky for a podcast and more the real them. Yeah. And that was either through talking with them on the show or, you know, just through messaging and they knew me and then they would tell me like, Hey, I saw what you were talking about. I fully agree. And then the next day, Hey man, I decided to do an episode on that. And I was like, oh, shit, that's, like, unlike you because a lot of the people I talk to are, like, uh, horror film nerds or whatever. But <laughs> there's a, a big silent majority in that fan base that doesn't yeah. want to admit some of them are Christians. But the more of them I reach out to and talk to, the, the more I am noticing they're becoming more comfortable. And I think that's because there's not really – there again, there is a big silent majority, especially in what we do. But – it hasn't unlocked full potential yet. I think more right. and more of these people are coming forward and they're like, okay, I'm seeing all these amateur podcasters do this shit. What should I be afraid of? And so right. now they're not just doing podcasts outside of their creativity, but they actually have the freedom to go above and beyond. They don't have to worry necessarily about, oh, I probably shouldn't say that because it's going to get canceled. I think they've, figured out after a while after seeing that slow rise of random random podcasters dude i'm not talking joe rogan's i'm talking their audience size is like 200 people if that you're seeing a lot of those people that are starting to branch out and they're starting to realize fuck it if more of us don't apologize don't hide and don't keep quiet the less that these fucking companies can really do because yes, they're gonna they're eventually gonna fear us the same yeah. way they try to make us fear them. In other words, we're going to turn the tables on them. Well, that's how it should be done because I don't think that any company 
should be allowed to dictate who can and cannot speak. That's fucking weird. And I get that it's private, but so is a bakery. And yet they force that dude to fucking pay. That's something I feel like we should have definitely talked on the show because you guys live in the st- in a state where it happened. And off I the record, right. people say he re- he he did not refuse them service. He offered to, to he offered to work with them, but in, in a bit of different direction. Yeah. They, so yeah, obviously yeah. people yeah bring in that. I mean, and they're and they're still harassing that freaking baker. I used to live right down yeah, the street from his shop. Am I? I'm not even surprised because he won the case. They were gonna find more things to harass him about. Oh yeah, he's gone back yeah, and so- forth with them. Yeah, for people who don't know, that's Masterpiece Cake Shop um, here in Colorado. Um, makes pretty good cake. Um, whenever we do a political party, we have uh, we have a group of friends that always go down to Masterpiece and buy a big cake from them. Um, but yeah, so originally a group of lesbians came to his um, shop and wanted him to make a wedding cake. But it wasn't just a wedding cake. It was a wedding cake that uh, they were like, oh, we want it to be like, oh, celebratory of our love. And he said, I'll make you a wedding cake. I'll make you a plain wedding cake. I'll I'll make you a wedding cake, whatever wedding cake you want. But I will not use it to uh, celebrate or appreciate an action I don't believe that you can do. I don't think you can be married. I'll make you a wedding cake, but I won't do any of that. So I took him to the Supreme Court all the way up, and they ruled that his speech was protected. Yep. He I mean, literally he never, he never even attacked him. The ne- very next day, the very next day, after the lawsuit was scheduled, he opened a thing, some tranny bull, uh, some tranny loser called and said that I, ha- I, want, a tra- I want a cake that celebrate my transition. I want the outside to be blue because I you because I used to be a man and the inside be pink and it's gonna we're gonna cut in and show the pink and it's gonna um, demonstrate how I'm coming out of my real self. What the fuck that means? And I want you to write on the cake like, "Oh, trans people are beautiful." And <sighs> that was he a goes, setup, yeah. He, and immediately he knew. I've talked to him um, a couple days after they filed the lawsuit, the second lawsuit. I talked to him, and he um, was like, oh, I knew it was a setup from the immediate. And I had to make a decision. He tells people all this time. I had to make a decision. Do I go through this again and stand by my my principles, my beliefs, or do I submit and violate my core principles and things I believe. And he said he could just tell that God was telling him to not make the cake. And he told him, I'll make you another cake. I'll make you a birthday cake. I'll make you whatever cake you want. But I will not be celebrating celebrating this. And, of course, lawsuit again. Uh, here in Colorado, the liberals and Democrats own the courts. So, of course, all the courts said that the state of Colorado was right. And it'll be going to the Supreme Court again this year. And I imagine the ruling will be the exact same. But it's not about it's not about getting a ruling that's favorable for them. It's about harassing this guy, trying to bankrupt him. Yep. Exactly. Take away his livelihood, his business, and most importantly, his passion for what he does. 
Again, he never refused service. He just said, I can take care of you. I just can't do it this way. Let's make things simple. I'll do this for you. So he tried to work with them. They did not want to work with him. And they could have happily taken their business elsewhere, but they chose not to. Oh, yeah, they chose to be fucking Have you ever been in a place, you, you ask for something, but they say, well, we just can't do it. I'm like, okay, no problem. I'll just take my business else, elsewhere. At the end of the day, yeah. do that. Don't make a big deal out of it. Oh, yeah, that was their plan from the fucking get-go. It's because when they they're, heard desperate for that, they're, they're desperate for that attention. Oh, yeah, dude, because here's the crazy thing. I always hear people say there needs to be more diversity and there needs to be more awareness for trans people and rights and gay people and all this shit and all i could think is dude you guys won every fucking movie that comes out is about a trans person or a gay person or anything that is non-white person non-family non-religion as well as non-straight couples if there are straight couples the guy's a lady boy or the girl's a psycho bitch and that's okay because again we can praise women as so long as men get shit on. So it's I'm sure dude, Will Ferrell received one. You know what I mean? I'm like, you guys, every fucking book, dude, even places I've worked where the work modules talk about being less white or how, if your name is like Adam or Mitchell or Com Brian, common white names, you don't know what it's like to live a life of oppression. That's in these training modules, like shit like that. Crazy shit. And some of yep. it is, a lot of it is about, like, the gay stuff, too. And all I can think is, these motherfuckers won, but it's always trans rights and this and that and more inclusivity. And I'm like, dude, you guys have hijacked Hollywood. You've hijacked the media. You've hijacked schools. You, What more do you fucking want? And that's when I tell people they don't want equality. They don't want to be equal. No. They want us gone. They want us dead. They don't want... They do not want people to disagree with them. Exactly. They don't want us here. It was exactly. never about tolerance. So no, and they claim and they preach that it is about tolerance. Yet they're bullying and shoving our their views down our throats as if you're not with us, you're against us. Yeah, dude. I see fucking I see racism being pushed in the form of diversity. And I feel I see, bad because there are some people, members of the LGBTQ. They're offended by these actions. They're disgusted by it. Oh, I know it's a lot. It's good to have civil people. conversations with them because, you know, one of them said that it makes him absolutely sick that people ha are forced to wear armbands, whatever, with a pride flag. And he says, it's never right to force somebody like that. And I said, you're right. And me, I have no right to force somebody to wear a shirt that says back the blue or, you know, support our troops. I have no right to force anybody, but anybody to wear that. Oh, dude, I know you know, so many. It's good to see some people, you know, like some, even members of the LGBTQ are civilized, good human beings. At the end of the and the fact that they even stand up to the hate sometimes. Dude, I have one friend, and I, he doesn't watch my show, so he won't even know I'm talking about him. But I, he's an old high school friend. He's a, he's a gay guy. I asked him one day how he felt about all this shit. And I didn't ask him for the longest time because I figured he was a, an an ally of theirs. You know, I just didn't want to go there with him. One day I asked him though, this was like two years ago, how he felt about all that. And he was like, dude, it sucks because I now have to fucking feel like I need to align myself with a corporation, which is where I got the term corporation for a movement. 
And it's from him. He had told me, he's like, that's a movement that was hijacked by a bunch of evil motherfuckers. And now it's a corporate company that makes money off of the pain and suffering of people like myself that had to try so hard to just accept who I was. Now I have to wear these fucking shirts. I have to do all this shit and pretend. Pretend like I actually give a shit when I don't. I would not go out on the street and wear a fucking shirt that says straight pride. Celebrate me because I like women. So why should I have to wear a shirt like that because I like men? That's what he said. And I liked it. I was like, yeah, dude, fucking I feel the same way. This is kind of off track, but it's a good example. Yeah. You remember growing up and you'd see kids wearing the monster t-shirts, the energy drink? Dude, look, I was that kid at one point, but then one kid hit me with it. And he was like, do you really have to wear that shirt? Like, why can't you just drink the beverage and enjoy it? (laughs) That's kind of how this guy probably felt. Like, dude, I don't want to fucking be a part of something that I don't agree with. I'm happy the way I am, but leave me alone. That's what he's basically saying. I like yeah, like that you tell those members, like you can live your life the way you choose to, but yeah. don't judge me based on how I choose to live mine. Oh yeah, dude. Oh. Fucking I that's all I ask is I just want to be left alone, dude, because I've said it numerous times and I find it really fucking odd that I have to do this every single episode. I don't I don't give a shit if you're trans or gay or anything. I don't give a flying fuck at all. Neither do I. I just don't want to be bothered. Like leave me alone. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's okay to live have your life the way you choose to, but let me live mine the way I choose to. Yeah, leave me the See, fuck alone. I'll never forget, I worked with a trans person, tremendous human being, and at the end of the day, he did ask, "What did I think?" He wanted my thoughts on a, on a, what he did. I'm like, I, I, all I said was, "Well, well, look, it's none of my business. It's your life. You choose to live it. You you, you choose to you choose to live your life the way you choose to." And he pretty much said, you're the first person to actually say that, to say that and be, be extremely respectful. And I said, because I li- I'd like to be respected, so I yeah. treat others with respect. And I did say, and I said, and I told him, look, it doesn't matter. First of all, it doesn't matter. I can't judge you based on religion because, number one, I'm, I'm not religious. I can't, I can't call what you did a sin. I mean, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But then again, we've all sinned. It does, it, so it really no, it, it makes no difference. But I told him the bottom line is, whether I agree with it or not through religion or not, the bottom line is it's your life, not mine. It's not for me to choose. It's not for me to decide. It's not for me to judge. That's the, that, that's the point. And, 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 he, he, and he basically appreciated what I said because I, I, I kind of explained it to him. And he said, why can't there people be like you, Alex? I'm like, I don't, well, I don't, well, that's a good question. I ask myself that every day. Because, but to give, to, give that, to give him an answer because that's how he, he identifies. So, you know. Right. And I said, well. Because the world, the world, well, he probably, well, he asked, well, because the world's going to shit, right? I'm like, correction, the world has already gone to shit. Yeah, this world's gone. It's, yeah. It's it's too far gone. But while we're all sinking on the same ship. And I'm telling you, very respectful, professional person, man, yeah. person this, this guy is, you know. And, and you know, never, never shoved his views down anybody's throats, you know. At the end of the day, just a person working, trying to make a living, minding his own business. Yeah. I used to work with someone that was technically trans, too. Like, they had just came out as transgender. And I I didn't know him enough to know the full story. But I remember having a political conversation with him. And he was, first off, he was a guy trying to be a girl. But anyway, you know, I had known him as a 
guy originally, so I'm not going to change my fucking knowledge for his feelings. And he knows that. I told him that. He's actually okay with it because when we were having this political talk, he was like, look, man, I really don't think these kids need to hear about all this shit. I just don't believe that there's a trans kid out there. And I told him, like, that's because there's not. When you're 18, you could do whatever the fuck you want. Right? That You can be trans and all that shit, dude, but there is no such thing as a teenage trans person. Right? You are not a transgender if you are below the age of 18. You don't even know who the fuck you are as a person mentally. You don't even know how to pay bills. You don't know how to fucking balance a checkbook. Well, hold on. They don't... My the age schools the obviously don't teach that kind of stuff. They teach the wrong things. I mean... No, oh, yeah. This is These one of the reasons why I don't I don't want to have a kid. This is why I don't want to one of the reasons why I don't want to have a kid. I won't lie to you, dude. It sucks. I mean, I love my girls more than anything, but every day is a constant battle of who's trying to feed my kid information today, who's trying to brainwash my kid today. Cause that's the world we live in, dude. Like you it can't is. trust anybody, not even schools. No. I tell them every day, daddy's stinky. And he's like, your dad's a fucking Marxist. Don't trust what he says. <laughs> but it, 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 it's just good that despite the what all three of us go through because of the way we lean and what we have beliefs, it's good to see that there are members of the LGBTQ that basically say, look, we know you're not bigoted. We know you're not this. And we and, and I'm aware, and they'll say, I'm aware that they're they're trying to do this to you. They're bullying like that. But look, you know, because I would imagine... The fact that they sympathize with us, you know, that means they get bullied by those people too. Oh yeah, like they're, they probably told, go bully I that, have, go bully that right winger, go do this, go do that. I have never in my entire life met a gay man who's a Democrat. I there are, yeah, I there are say, a lot that do lean to the right because again, yeah, I was going to say I know a lot more gay Republicans than I do gay Democrats. I know like one gay Democrat. That, that's that's not these weirdo faggots who say they're bisexual. Because all of those are Democrats, but <laughs> yeah, actually, this but... guy doesn't count because he's gender fluid. But you get what I mean, like, yeah, dude. Most and ironically, there's a big majority of Hispanic people, my people, that are Republican too, because they know that their government fucked up their country with the same ideas that are being pushed to this newer generation. That's why a lot of them came here. And they're seeing this shit being mirrored again. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It didn't work fucking back home. This is my home now. What are you doing? And that's why you're seeing a lot of Hispanics that happen to be Republican. And I'm not saying you have to be Republican to be sane. I'm saying that right now, that's the only side, in my opinion, from what I've noticed, that hasn't changed. The Democratic side has severely changed. Right. Not for the better, dude. No. It used it used to be about equality, but now it really is just about molesting kids, getting women you know, to kill babies. And you know, indoctrinating us. Yeah. You know, dude, do as I say, some... do as I say, not as I do. Let me tell you this. I was so offended when this person said that Joe Biden is a modern is a modern day John F. Kennedy. How dare you? Besmirched the name of JFK. No, because number one, here's the deal. Well, John F. Kennedy is actually kind of a shit president, but... Mm, I disagree. I, well, not that... Well, I mean, he was not perfect, but... Well, here, here's one thing. JFK, JFK fought communism. Joe Biden joined communism. 
JFK loved his country. Was Joe the Biden last doesn't. Democrat president that loved America. Who? John F. Kennedy was the last Democrat president that loved America. Bingo. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I agree because yeah. if you look at all the stuff he believed in and all the stuff he preached, it's very traditional moral value. It's an original vintage fucking what do you call that? Um nuclear family. For being a Democrat, JFK preached a lot of conservative values. Yeah. Ask not what your country could do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. It's like That's basically like thing. like for me, I asked you guys, what can I do to help the Great Girth podcast? And then you guys asked, what could we do to help your shows? You see, you know, and not only that, like the, the moon speech, like when he says we choose to go to the moon. We we choose to do these because not because they're easy, because they're hard. He basically Kennedy's quotes they still impact us. You we don't do podcasting because it's easy. We do it because it's difficult. We take the challenges and we take it with a grain of salt. And we know it's not going to be an easy road because it's not supposed to be. That's hey, right. like Sir Winston yep. Churchill, case in point, he said, "Do you he, do you have enemies? Well, good because that means that you've stood up for something in your life." Why do you think we have enemies? Because we stand up for our rights. That right. the other side tries desperately to take every day, and they try to silence us, and they try to indoctrinate us. The problem with Kennedy was, like most of Lyndon B. Johnson, who was one of the worst presidents in American history, most of his great entitlement program systems were um, Kennedy's initial ideas. Um, Kennedy's initial intervention, in, and, or well, lack of intervention in Vietnam, really hurt the Vietnam War in the end. And the and what drives me nuts is everybody <coughs> talks about how great Kennedy in the Bay of Pigs was. But the only reason why the Bay of Pigs even happened was because John F. Kennedy fucked up the entire foreign policy of uh, of the Caribbean. So I think Kennedy's actually one of the most overrated presidents in in world history. But culturally, I think he was very good for a lot of his very, very good um, he, and he also makes de- modern day Democrats look insane, so that's always fun too. That's why I wouldn't say that, based on how it is today, Kennedy's not considered a Democrat. Yeah, right. Because if you look I mean, at again, it, today, loved, again, as Austin said, the last American president on the, the last Democratic president that loved his country. Yep, and now it's literally a it's literally about indoctrinating. The youth. It's about implementing socialism, well, communism at that. They don't want America to succeed. They want it to suffer so they can implement communism. Yeah, that's and all. Our government is allowing it to happen. Yep. And I'm oh, like, a lot of people will you surprise because the because the end of the White House has been taking uh, hush money payments from certain governments. Uh, I would say since even before the freaking 80s. Yep. And not very, just from not true. just from China. We all know he took it from the Soviets, from the Cubans. You know. Mm-hmm. From, huh, yeah. But of right. course, you know, we're fascist, right? Right. Oh, and that reminds me, if you guys like what you heard here and you want to check these fascists out, you should definitely go to the greatgirthpodcast.com. Wait a minute. Was I just about to close the fucking show? I'm so sorry, dude. I didn't even, that was the weirdest way to do it. Um, I actually had something important I was going to say before I got that fucking intertwined. Oh, yeah. Uh, I wanted to touch on something before we actually close this out. I wanted to touch on... Because we're talking JFK. 
always this is a hard game to play and it only took us like 30 seconds to do it out of every president whether it was in your lifetime or not who is the one that you don't have to say is the ideal best president ever but is in your heart the best president ever like your number one president your favorite president of all goofy question but when you give a shit about your country it makes sense Man, I would have to say probably Kennedy, honestly, because I'm always studying about I'm always studying about him. Been doing that since I was uh, been doing that since I was in fourth grade. Okay, respectable. I like it. Because again, you. you know, from a young age, when I learned well, when I saw his quotes, that's what helped me motivate. You know, that's what motivated me. Like again, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Like, ask what you know if you wanna if you wanna make a difference. You you. Don't talk. Take action. Right. Do something. Yeah, exactly. Like if so, I, if it's like this, if I just simply say I'm going to help the Great Growth Podcast and all, and I don't, and I really don't do anything, it's like okay. Well, if I'm going to help the Great Growth Podcast, I'm going to share out their show. I'm going to basically, I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen to the show on several platforms to help the algorithm. I'm going to leave comments. I'm going to do everything I can to make things better. And I would hope that everybody, all, and I would hope the same would be done for me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But, you, Austin? but but from other presidents, you know, like, but, 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 okay, so I went, so I guess, uh, what, what do you guys think? Well, for me, it's really hard. I think Harry Truman is the greatest president in American history. I think no man has faced more perilous and crushing times than come out more ahead and been more right. Um, I ha- literally have an old... William Howard Taft campaign poster hanging in my living <laughs> room. Um, I literally stuck in the bathtub once. I I love William Howard Taft. I think he's what Republicans should look to, not Teddy Roosevelt, because Teddy Roosevelt was a tyrant, horrible president. But Created I think my favorite, hmm. my favorite near president is Jeb Bush. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... But, Makes sense. My favorite president of all time and probably the most underappreciated human being in all of American history is John Adams. Second president of the United States. He wrote, helped write the Declaration of Independence. Uh, And John Adams did say that he would become the forgotten founder and it's true because in Washington, D.C., Washington has a hell, the whole fucking place is named after him. Yeah. But secondly, monument. Jefferson has a monument. Benjamin Franklin has an entire library and museum dedicated to him. What does the Adams family have? All right. Mm-hmm. Amen. Paul Giamatti um, did a great job portraying him. I think. I think mine's fuck. Um, uh, I've always been a big Ronald Reagan fan. I just love how he reacted to all the shit talkers in the back. To me personally, man, he's just when I think of president, I think of him immediately. So I mean, I I gotta go with him. Best in my lifetime though is definitely Trump, but oh. Well, 
Yeah, I'd say for me, it was definitely Trump because I don't really remember Bush as a kid. I learned more about Bush as I got older. Yeah, as far as my lifetime, I I, I honestly don't know. Well, gentlemen. But, oh, go ahead, Austin. Quickly, why I don't like Ronald Reagan. He increased deficit spending. He grew right. government. He, he Reagan was about small government, decreased deficits, and personal freedom. Ronald Reagan made it his job. He increased government by almost double. He created two new offices in the executive, two new cabinet positions. He he cre- he helped expand the uh, Department of Education. He passed a national assault weapons ban, violating personal freedoms in the Second Amendment. And then Ronald Reagan raised taxes over and over and over again. Well, he did. Uh, Reagan had a big tax cut, but before those tax cuts, it was constant corporate tax increases. And uh-huh. most importantly, Ronald Reagan. While I agree with. Helping the Contras, selling missiles and weapons to Iran that were then used to fund Al Qaeda and ISIS to attack the United States was disgusting, a violation, and a, an act of treason. And the fact that he got away with it is disgusting and gross. That's why I don't like Ronald Reagan. I can understand that. Several valid points. I mean, Valid, yeah, pretty valid. And guys, and if anybody listening, if you're mad at Austin, hey, don't get mad at him. He's just telling you like it is. Well, and I, I will. Yeah. And then, I of will, course, some people are going to say, "Huh, it's interesting. These dudes who lean right are willing to actually be critical of right wing of right wing presidents as well." Well, of course. Right. Hey, we're just telling the truth, right? We're not. We're not CNN, y'all. We're not even Fox News. Pretty <laughs> much. If you disagree with me about Ronald Reagan, I welcome you to come. And argue that Reagan was a great president. And I think the fact that Republicans idealize this man like he's Jesus pisses me off. Because he's not a Republican. And believe me, folks, Austin will let you speak. But if you are rude to him, you're not going to win. No, oh, yeah, Austin's like really vicious to the and point where I've had people but, ask But at the end of the day, like, if Austin is vicious, it's because you left him no choice. Well, the last you create that monster, then you have to pay for it. The last great Republican president was William Howard Taft. We haven't had one since. Bold statement. I but, feel like, I mean, because, because politics from way back then is obviously not what we see today. Yeah, it's very different. Well, Nixon sucked ass, obviously. Opened up interaction with China. Destroyed right. the American economy by linking it to the Chinese government. Watergate was bad, but, you know, whatever. I don't care. I, I don't like... It's not I don't I um Eisenhower, same thing, ping pong diplomacy. Um and Eisenhower sold out Eastern Europe to the communists in the Soviet Union. Um that's really gross. Screw that guy. Nixon sucked. Ronald Reagan is a tra- is a traitor. Uh George W a George H. W. Bush, great manager, not a great leader. And I think I think the CIA really held him by the throat. And really made him do some things he didn't want to do about the CIA, but you did them. So congratulations, you got to deal with the consequences. George W. Bush faced the biggest crisis in American history and was fantastic during 9-11. I love George W. Bush. Everybody who knows me knows it. But but toward the end, George W. Bush turned into um, him approving all the corporate bailouts, 
in uh, before 2008, and the war in Iraq is less his fault. But I'm again, you're the president, and the buck stops there, and you need to take accountability. War in Afghanistan is different. The war in Iraq did not go very well, and he should have learned his lesson from his father, but he didn't. Um, and Donald Trump had some really great things, but he peddled a bunch of tyrant losers. He um, he increased he increased government deficits by eight trillion dollars. Eight trillion. Trump increased in his one term than Obama did in both terms. And not to mention, everybody, all these Republicans hate Dr. Fauci. All these Republicans hate COVID shutdowns and COVID lockdowns. Who was president of the United States who appointed Dr. Fauci? Who gave Dr. Fauci the Medal of Freedom? Who kept saying, we need to shut down when Ron DeSantis in Florida opened up in Florida? What did, what did Trump say? Ron's opening too soon. He needs to stay shut down. Same thing with Governor Abbott here in Texas. Yeah, that's true. Trump was a good president, but we haven't had a great president. Republic, we haven't had a great Republican president since Taft. That's hmm. really sad. Well, See, that's why I say, look, if you want to debate against Austin, I challenge you to take it. But w- word of warning, you interrupt the guy. If you even dare to challenge his intelligence, Austin's just going to challenge you back. Oh, Believe yeah, me, I've I've listened to I've listened to this show enough. I've gone back many episodes. Austin, obviously, I've done my homework on you, buddy. That's why right now, right now, honestly, that's why I love learning from you. But <laughs> if I'm allowed to plug one last thing, thirty seconds. Yeah, go for it, ladies and gentlemen. We have a chance to nominate a great Republican president. We can pick to stay with the standard quo of. High deficit spending, bankrupting Social Security, or we could pick a candidate who's got the gall, the will, and the understanding to do it. And it's clear that she is the only candidate that is capable of taking out Donald Trump. And that's Nikki Haley. So go to winnewhampshire.com. Nikki Haley is now within striking distance of taking down Trump in New Hampshire. Um, she's now at 30 points in New Hampshire. Trump is at 40 and Ron DeSantis is at 10. So if we're going to beat Trump, we need to coalesce behind the candidate with the momentum. And that's Nikki Haley. So there's my plug. Lisa, this time I didn't hang up on you. (laughs) you I did hang up on me last time. I mean, hey, guys, I assure Austin, again, if you have a different opinion, give it like that. But, hey, let Austin give his thoughts, too. You might learn learn a thing or two. Damn right. (laughs) That was a nice rhyme. Alex, buddy, as uh, always. Before we end it, I owe Austin an apology. Because when I saw you fall off the chair in the last episode... Dude, that was I cool. laughed so hard I almost fell out of mind, but I feel I feel like I apologize to you because I laughed at you. You fell to the ground and, that, and and because you're a hero to me, Austin, I feel like I, I should not have laughed at you the way I did. I was laughing so hard. Oh yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> so it in other words, so- no apology necessary, right? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I hope everybody laughed. Um, I'm okay. My floor's okay. The wall behind my chair is not. 
there's an awesome size hole in the wall behind the oh. chair. So I saw you hold on. Looking back at it, I could see you holding onto the wall too. Yeah, I, I sprout out ready to catch the wall, and it's that, I thought I'd like Spider-Man grip the wall, but then it's kept sliding all the way down. So you know what's my, I'm doing some seat rock work tomorrow and putting some new bolts in my chair because the chair didn't break, thank God. Oh, Just shit. some bolts that hold the chair onto the base shook loose. Oh, shit. Okay. And so I was sitting on fucking precarious situations the entire video. I'm lucky right. I fell on dead. Well, thank God you're okay, man. Yeah. <laughs> But if you guys like what you heard here and you want to check out more, please go to thegreatgrowthpodcast.com. You can find us on YouTube as well as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And as always, if you enjoy listening to the voice of Alex Alcazaz, you can find him at Alex. I will let you plug in your info. Well, you look up the Bear of Texas podcast, you'll find technically three shows. There's technically five, but two of them are no longer active. If you love football, but we call it soccer here in this country, it's called Into the Net FC. It is, in fact, the greatest football podcast in the history of the world. If you love pro wrestling, then check out Ringside Chaos. It's the greatest pro wrestling podcast in the history of the world. And if you're looking for the only Dallas Cowboys show out there that will not throw bullshit your way, much like this show, then you got to check out Cowboys Talk. And yes, I did, in fact, lay upon the smackdown on the Cowboys that just got embarrassed by the goddamn Bills. Thanks again, buddy. And Austin, as always, my good friend, I will see you on the next one. Take care, Uh, y'all. Take care, everyone.